The Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Now, when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? And they said, Some say John the Baptist, but others Elijah, and still others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered, You are the Messiah, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered him, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father in heaven. And I tell you, you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades will not prevail against it. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he sternly ordered the disciples not to tell anyone that he was the Messiah. The Gospel of our Lord. Praise Praise to you, O Christ. Jesus said, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus the Christ. Amen. We all have sorts, all sorts of ways available to us to gain access to things, right? As we discussed with the children at the children's moment, keys being the most traditional, of course. Many of us carry electronic fobs which allow us access to our motor vehicles or buildings or areas within buildings. We have passwords that enable us to access our computers, our our tablets, and our smartphones. Facial thumbprint recognition is something that we typically utilize to access many things, including bank accounts or or, uh, credit card statements and those sorts of things. Well... Jesus knew something about access and its importance for people's lives. So when Jesus said to Peter and the disciples, I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, Jesus was offering something quite different from our modern-day fobs and facial and thumb recognition technology, but something magnificently precious Indeed, what Jesus gave as a gift and promise that continues to give us access to a world of goodness, meaning, and vital purpose even today is what we're here to talk about and embrace on this blessed day. The keys of the kingdom of heaven. Notice, Jesus doesn't say the keys to the kingdom of heaven, but the keys of the kingdom of heaven. I will give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. The truth is, we humans, we we tend to make life and the living of it a whole lot more difficult than it really has to be. Amen. Yes. One of the fascinating things about the stories in the Bible, though, is, is how for generations we tend to attach all kinds of 
you might say, human-imposed rules and, and regulations as ways we invent to gain access or think we can gain access to God and the ways of God. The Ten Commandments comes to mind as an example. Right out of the earliest books of the Bible, God presents Moses and the people of Israel with the Ten Commandments. Now, while God gave the Ten Commandments, for example, as keys to understanding God's will for our lives, that is, ways in which we can live harmoniously in relationship with God, with family, with community, people, my goodness, no sooner than received these keys of the kingdom of heaven, but they began to rekey them for their own purpose, for our own human purposes adding layers and layers of, of human-made rules and regulations. Sooner than later, even the Ten Commandments, instead of keys of heaven, were used to lock people out, to exclude people, and to refuse access, because essentially the Ten Commandments were no longer used as keys of heaven, which God intended, but rather keys to heaven. That's not what Jesus said. Humans constructed out of them a barrier between God and people. Indeed, between people and God. God gave the Ten Commandments essentially saying, Friends, my children, be in awe of me. Trust me and love me above everything else. Now, that's not so unreasonable as a request from the one who created us right? What was meant to be keys of heaven, humans made into barriers. Jesus comes along, thanks be to God, and reorients the world by his words and through his deeds, the original intent of the commandments, to live harmoniously with God, with family, with community. Jesus, when asked what the greatest commandment is, replied, this, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your body, with all your strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Many of you, like me, have a key ring, right? Either in your pocket or in your purse. And on it, you likely have all kinds of keys, giving you access to to lots of places and things, maybe even safes. <laughs> I have my car fob, my, my apartment building fob, and keys to the church, to my office, to the, uh, the apartment door, and the file drawer that I use, and on and on with keys. Jesus taught his followers that there is only one key, necessary to access relationship with God and with one another. Paul, in his letter to the followers, of Jesus in, or the, uh, the followers of Jesus in Rome, in the very next sentence from what we read today, thank you, Bob, for reading the scriptures for us, writes this, let love be genuine. Let love be genuine. The keys of heaven of which Jesus speaks is often hidden in plain sight, but it needn't be. 
When Jesus taught that the, to love God and to love one another were the keys of heaven, it, it was to reorient us to that genuine truth in relationship, which is what God intended from the very beginning. Apart from all of the impossible layers of rules and regulations that we tend to impose on what otherwise is intended to be commandments in love, Jesus holds out the only set of keys that really matter. Love. Love. Love is what gives us access to a harmonious relationship with God, with family, with community. The significance of Jesus for his followers then is that Jesus embodies pure love. Do you see that? Jesus shows what harmonious relationship with God, with family, and what community looks like, and then invites us into that. Not only does Jesus fulfill, as he said, the law, that is, the commandments and the prophecies, but Jesus does this by first loving God and loving others as he knows himself to be loved. You see, he embodies it for us and then invites us into it. Friends, the, the keys of heaven are already yours. They're already yours. And the church celebrates this gift in holy baptism. By God's word coupled with the element of water which God created, you and I are empowered with the keys of heaven. Indeed, we are in a word, reborn to eternal love, essential for harmonious relationship with God, with family, with community. Coincidentally, and I love this part of the, the Jesus story, Jesus articulated his intention to give these keys of heaven to Peter. Now, he, along with the other disciples, if you've studied their behaviors well enough and closely enough, they do not seem particularly worthy to be able to handle something as precious as the keys of heaven, particularly Peter. Certainly not by the standards of smart, wise, trustworthy, able, never doubting, and always dependable, overachieving, top-notch, and admirable people. That does not describe the disciples. And yet, in so many ways, they as they prove to be disappointing to both Jesus and to themselves, what does Jesus do? But entrust them all the same. To entrust them all the same. And guess what? <laughs> they were you, and they were me. And it's into theirs and our hearts that Jesus gives the keys of heaven. In turn, then, let's strive to use these keys to give access wherever we go to the origin of life itself, the opportunity with every single breath that we breathe, every word that we speak, every step that we take to move in the direction of God's love and to love others just as we are loved. Each time you retrieve your own set of keys or your fob from your pocket or your purse, remember what you have in addition to that jangling mess that we carry around with us. You have the keys of heaven. 
and what a world it will be when we employ such keys, yes? To love. To love. Let the world, indeed, let this church echo the world as together we say, Amen. Amen.